It is episode two of the Friday Morning Show with Matthew Spencer. I know, episode two. Can't believe we've made it this far. On today's episode, we will have my good buddy, Coral, Caleb. He's going to come on and talk a little bit about the NFL. Most importantly, how the Chiefs are going to lose for the Broncos this weekend after that stellar performance against the Patriots. We're also going to have a couple of new segments, but we'll get to that in a second. For now, episode two. Here we go. The first thing that I kind of want to get into... Recently, someone told me, like, everyone has a start of their day, and you never want to be the star. It's like the asshole that stands out. Maybe sometimes it's like a good person that they made your day, and that's why you tell the story, oh, this person today, blah, blah, blah. So I had the idea for, because I'm a hockey fan, to do the three stars of the week. And this is going to quickly go off the rails into me just ranting about shit that pissed me off this week. But I'm going to try to keep it to the first three stars. So the third star of the week is Brian Flores. Now, Brian Flores has had back-to-back weeks with the Miami Dolphins where his teams looked really, really good. And he's really just derailed all the conversations with my friends, and I've been lit on fire because of it. And it's kind of my fault because as soon as he put Tua in against the Jets, I said I didn't like it and that... Tua was going to end up replacing Fitzmagic as the quarterback. So then all my friends keep like getting pissed at me because I'm like, how could you not love Tua? Look at his great story. And I do love Tua. I've loved Tua since he came in in the second half and saved Jalen Hurts and Alabama's ass in the national championship game. Loved him. He's also from Hawaii. Love him even more. But... I loved that Fitzmagic was really having his, like, time to shine. And, I don't know, watching that guy cheer on to him and be like, yes, this kid's back. And then having to read about how he's, like, heartbroken that he's no longer the quarterback. Like, that made me sad, man. So, third star of the week, Brian Flores. Second star of the week is going to hit a little closer to home for the people in my family. Um, It's one of my sister's friends. Her name starts with a G and rhymes with Mace, but I don't want to name names. Again, don't want to name names. It starts with a G, ends with a Mace. Not a huge fan, but also just to make it worse, she posted something on Instagram that's a little bit of a pet peeve to me because I was an idiot and decided for some reason that I wanted to move to Denver. And then a pandemic happened, and so there's no point in living in Denver because I can't really do anything fun. It's nice being like closer to work, but it just really, really sucks that I'm paying super expensive rent and I'm not able to like go out and hang out in the city like you would in a normal year. So on Instagram, she posted something like uh, living in Denver vibes or some dumb thing like that, which just makes me mad because she's living in Lakewood, which is like, it's a shitty suburb. 
It's like a bad, broken-down suburb of Denver, and they're not paying expensive rent. So I just feel like she's jumping this train of like, oh, look at me. I'm living in Denver. I'm so cool. And it's just not the truth. So it just drives me nuts. It's a pet peeve. I've been known to be irritable, so it irritated me. And, I mean, I don't really have anything to add. I'm definitely being an asshole here. But, like, don't be, like, claiming that you live in a cooler section than you are. Like, be proud of where you're at. You're paying your own rent. Well, I I don't know. She probably isn't. Maybe she is. If she is, good for her. If not, good for her, too, I guess. Like, that's awesome. But it's just, like, annoying. Like, you don't try to be cooler than you are. Just be like, yeah, I'm living in Lakewood. It's sick. I'm with all my friends. Be happy about that. But don't try to, like, steal living in the coolest part of Colorado because you're not. You know what I mean? And the first star of the week. And this one's going to be a doozy, and this is where I'm probably going to get off the rails. So the first star of the week is Halloween Hardos. And I've been seeing them more and more on my route. I'm a milkman for those of you that don't know. So I deliver milk at night. It's not fun. I hate all holidays, but at least for Christmas when people put out decorations, they light up like their entire driveway. I can see what I'm going to trip on. For Halloween, people are just the worst. And I hate Halloween because it takes normal people and turns them into just like crazy people. And crazy people are even worse than they normally are. But the thing that really triggered me this week was So I have two houses that are one street apart from each other. And I have to turn on to Colfax to get to the other house. So I go right on to Colfax and then I ride on to the next street over. And then it's like probably 200 feet down is the house. So I deliver to the first house and right across the street, there's a bunch of homeless people. And I'm like, God, I really hope. One, I hope this product doesn't get stolen because then I'm going to get blamed for it. It'd also be really nice if I could walk away from route tonight and not get stabbed in the chest. So I run as fast as I can, drop the product in their box, get back to my truck, start driving. I wear my headphones all night because I like listening to music or podcasts or something instead of just like running around listening to nothing and being boring. As I start to turn on to Colfax, there's two people standing on the corner. One of them has like this long ass stick. They both look at me. And just start yelling. I don't know what they're saying because my headphones are in. But they're yelling. I'm like, nope, not for me. Not worth it today. So I just scoot on out of there. Bang the next right. And then I realize, oh shit. They were yelling something at you. And you're only like 300 yards away from where they were. Let's hurry the fuck up and get out of here. So I grab all the shit because I know exactly what it's going to be. I pop out one of my headphones and then I start running to the house. And this is a house that has scared the shit out of me on a normal summer day. And now it's even worse because this is a black house. It's tiny looking like shack. Like I think house might be an exaggeration for it. All black and all summer they've had a skeleton sitting in a rocking chair on their front porch, which I just don't like, but like whatever I can get over that. The worst thing is they had a Chucky doll in their windowsill. I really don't like Chucky. I think Chucky's the worst. Well, when I popped out my headphones so I could hear people on the street yelling, coming, so that I wouldn't get ambushed and just jumped out of nowhere, gave myself a fighting chance. Well, then I opened myself up to a bigger problem. 
which is those people are Halloween hardos, which are people who just go way, way over the top for Halloween. And they have so many decorations out. And I think decorations is a bad word, but I hate these people so much now. They have a haunted house in their front yard. They, and they're all motion activated. Like a, it's a motion activated uh, headless horseman that moves back and forth and makes noise. There's that same Chucky doll is walking up and down their front porch alongside a doll with red eyes in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth. There's another scarecrow that's on their path to get up to the box that's just squeaking and moving around and just all this noise going off. I was very, very upset when I got back to the truck and there might have been a couple of F-bombs dropped, maybe a couple of MF-bombs dropped. But those people are now just like totally on my shit list and I'm so mad about everything. And it's really not their fault. Like I got in my own head about all the people being around. I got yelled at. So I got sped up and my adrenaline was pumping. And then their stupid decoration just pissed me off even more. But, like, what are we doing here? Why do you need to have a haunted house out in the front of your yard? And there's one decoration that I'm fine with having out right now, and it's kind of become, like, a trend on the Internet. is the the stupid, like, 12-foot-tall skeleton you can get from Home Depot because, like, I don't have a problem with that one because I know for, like, 334 days of the year, you're going to have to store that somewhere in your house. And that makes me laugh that you're like, ha I love this. I'm going to put it up. It's going to be awesome. And then you didn't think about the, Oh shit, where am I going to put this the rest of the year? And it's just going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to clutter up your garage. That makes me happy that you're now inconvenienced by buying something stupid. Maybe you just decide to throw it away and then buy one another, like buy another one the next year. And at that point, like you're just stimulating the market for 12 foot tall skeletons, which is part of the economy, I think, is underdeveloped, in my opinion. And this is, like I said, gotten off the rails. But those are my three stars of the week. Again, Brian Flores, um, a person with a G name that rhymes with mace or taste or case. Don't want to name names. And... Um, Halloween Hardo that lives on my route and that I want to throw a rock through their window. But now we're going to send it over to my buddy Coral. And Coral is, um, how do I put this lightly? The scum of the earth for being a Chiefs fan and living in Colorado. But it's okay. We're still homies. It's a really fun interview. I did it on Thursday. Also, after the interview, stay on because I'm doing a giveaway as my second new little thing. And you could maybe win some free money for not that much work. And maybe give me some feedback on the podcast at the same time. So right now, Coral. Touchdown, Denver! Unbelievable! Now, welcoming on my good buddy, Caleb Cornell, a.k.a. Coral, graduate of the great University of uh, Northern Colorado. Let's go Bears. Um, So you've been getting into picks lately. I see it a lot on Twitter. How much money have you won on picks so far? Uh, overall, I mean, I don't know the net amount. Um, I would say 
probably profiting about $200, $250 right now. Um, I'm kind of just really exploring, you know, and just kind of figuring out some loopholes and stuff like that, just trying to get a few for smartest way to bet, you know, because, you know, recent college graduate is a broke boy. So I get you. And we have actually had this conversation before, whereas you treat gambling like like you're trying to make money and you're like trying to make smart picks, which is the exact opposite of how I do it, which is just like how many teams can I fit into a parlay at the same time and like yeah. what could happen. Um, so you're also kind of like the worst person in Colorado because you're a Chiefs fan living in Colorado. <laughs> What's true. that like on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, being born and raised here, I've been getting shit from Broncos fans for my whole life. Like, I think I was, I became a Chiefs fan in 03, so I was eight. Um, and since then, yeah, just all my friends, Broncos fans, all that. And, you know, the years and years of shitty, shitty Chiefs teams, um, you know, and it's, it kind of just, it was at at a certain point, I I was just used to it because Chiefs were bad every year from 2000 five to like 2009 had a few good years in 2011 2010 2011 and then some more bad years until Andy Reid got there uh, um so overall it's I, I'm enjoying it now it's yeah fun I mean, now, so <laughs> definitely enjoy it now and I mean we can talk about the Chiefs first because you guys pick up a Michigan State legend who I love Le'Veon Bell <laughs> and before he even plays a game uh you guys decide you're not just a passing team anymore and you're just going to blow teams doors off with the run game. So what do you think is going to happen with Le'Veon stepping in? Do you think he's going to take those touches away from Hilaire or is it going to just be still, is he going to be like a two back? That's like goal line situations. I think, I don't know, man. It, it's tough to tell just because Le'Veon is so like, multifaceted, you know, like he, he can do many things. He's probably, in my opinion, you know, the best catching back catching back in league history. Um, but I think he'll take away some touches, but I definitely see him as more of like a, you know, short yardage to go or goal line type of guy. Um, but I think it's going to go well just because especially I, I saw today, I think Schefter might've reported it, but Le'Veon reached out to Clyde edwards you know, before they signed him and said, Hey, just want you to know, I'm not trying to step on your toes. Um, so I think that was important for him to do that. And, you know, the chiefs, the whole team, they, their whole goal is, you know, another Super Bowl, as many as they can get. So, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being a rookie, you know, it may be a little tough for him, but I think it'll be just fine. I think he'll get his fair share of touches, and so will Le'Veon, and I think it's going to complement that passing game so well. So it's going to be fun to watch. And, I mean, I think it's easy to say, like, yeah, I'm not trying to step on your toes when you're clearly just pulling a Kevin Durant and you're, like, go (laughs) from the literal worst team to, like, the gift of just chasing a ring. Um. Well, Did I you guess, watch the Broncos guess, game? Uh, I've, I watched a few, but, you know, I, I, I watch what I can, but I don't I care mean, too much. <laughs> a dominant performance from Brandon McManus. Uh, mm-hmm. Harrison Butker, who I have in fantasy, is just missing field goals and PATs like it's his job. So how are you worried about that matchup, uh, that the Broncos have a much better kicker? Much better. What do you mean? Just much better this season, maybe. I mean, consistency. <laughs> like, it's it's about putting three points on the board every time, and right. one but person's be- missing, and the other person doesn't. Yeah, but before this season, McManus had some of the shittier seasons in kicker history. So, like, you know, yeah, he's on this year, and Bucker was the most accurate as a rookie. You know, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, he's also only missing extra points. He's not really missing field goals. 
he's he knocked down three fifty eight yarders in a row to beat the fucking Chargers. Like still yeah. the, the extra point. But there's an asterisk on that, right? Because somebody said that they saw him put it on a tee. Everyone knows that they saw that. Just Chiefs way. You guys got to put it on a tee. Oh yeah, fuck out of here, bro. Ah no, I don't know. I don't. I, I think you know. Obviously, kicking is important, and it definitely comes down to that. Um, but I don't know. I this this game, I think it's going to come down to the better defense is going to be. Okay. So. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. So I, I don't know, man. I just think a little scared for this weekend, um, just because you know Drew Locke, Last year or last week, the stats didn't fully show it, but he played a damn exceptional game. And so knowing that he's probably pretty damn close to full strength is a little scary to me because, believe it or not, he is talented. You know, I watched him at Mizzou. Like he's a talented quarterback. So you know, Broncos have been you know riddled with injuries with Sutton and Von Miller and stuff like that. But I don't think it really matters that much because Tim Patrick, you know, is not playing like a wide receiver three. He's playing like a wide receiver one. Um, Fant should should possibly be healthy this weekend. So I, they still have weapons. And Phil Lindsay and Melvin Gordon complement each other well. They're both healthy. So we'll see. Yeah. I am a little scared. Well, and Melvin Gordon ran into the problem where uh, he was driving 90 miles per hour yeah. and then he caught a cold. It's yep. crazy how you can strap throat when you have man, a it, DUI, but it's insane, um, man. When windows open, you never know. Yeah. And I think that's, an, that's the one cool thing about football where it's like every week, something crazy could happen. Uh, mm-hmm. you, like, I mean, we saw it a couple of weeks ago when you guys dropped one of the Raiders, um, yep. saw it last week when Broncos really probably shouldn't have beat the Pats, but, um, they don't get a practice. They took advantage. And I think Drew Locke, his stat line looked worse than his play just because uh, I think the first interception he had on Sunday was bad. Like it was mm-hmm. a late behind throw, easy pick. And mm-hmm. then the offensive coordinator says when they get the ball back, like, okay, we're going to do a three wide receiver set, send them all on deep routes. And mm-hmm. you're either going to get crushed or you're going to chuck this one up. And yeah. he chucked it up. Uh, shit happens, I guess. But um, how are you feeling about this four hundred fifty million dollar contract? The half a billion dollar man, Patrick Mahomes. Are you are you not at all worried about that? You don't worry about like having all your cap in one guy. I mean, when the news first broke, yes, I was, and I was a time has gone along, and as more details have come out about that whole situation, like Patty took less so that they could sign Chris Jones and so that they could renew Sammy Watkins and so they could, you know, extend coach Reed and all this stuff. So I think that people are looking at that number and saying, wow, that's big, which it is, but it's over 10 years. So over 10 years, you know, especially with the NFL cap salary cap increasing, it leaves up the opportunities to build around Patty Mahomes for 10 years. And so the more I look back at it, the more I see it as a very, a, you know, kind of a smart move. And, you know, Brett Beach, the GM, he's the GOAT. I don't know how he's been able to pull all this stuff off. You know, they went in agency with a couple hundred bucks and came out with 10 years from Patty, several years from Chris Jones, now Le'Veon Bell, a great draft pick in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like, it's going to be fun here. If Patty can stay healthy and they can keep the solid core, it's going to be fun for the next five to 10 years. And that's, um, I think that's a dangerous game that, like, GMs get into. And you saw it a lot in hockey this year where, um, People always said like, oh, it's no problem. Cap will go up. Cap will go up. And then yep. in a pandemic year, the cap stays flat. 
now teams are having to deal guys all over the place and kind of in a bad spot. Now, like yep. you said, over 10 years, the cap's not going to be flat for like six years in a row. That's when you guys run into problems. Um, yep. And I mean, in the NFL, a franchise quarterback is like the difference between being a playoff team and the New York Jets. So Absolutely. And it's, it's also one of those things, too, you, people always say defense wins championships. Like, yes, when you're there, when, you, when you're physically in the championship, yes, defense wins the championship. So you have to have someone to get you there. You got to have, whether it's quarterback or not, you have to have some that came to that point. And then, you know, obviously defense will win the championship. But, you know, it's just, it's, it, the, the league's interesting and it's getting more interesting. And I think the league's getting stronger in terms of not, like, as much of a powerhouse as the Chiefs are, they have so many contenders. So I just think the NFL, the next few years, is going to be very fun to watch. And I don't, like, as much as I hate to say it, I'm not sure we'll see the Chiefs win more than one after this year if they win it this year you know like they may have a couple a couple years of a lull because Lamar Jackson is up and coming as well you know Russell Wilson is in his prime he's not you know the Seahawks are always going to be a contender in the NFC for years to come so I just think that it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch and I'm, I'm excited for it so on the topic of franchise quarterbacks if you're like if you're Trevor Lawrence what do you do this year like go back, do you th- go back to Clemson <laughs> You think so? You, you go back to Clemson? Dude, no, no player coming out of college this year should want to play for the New York Jets. Adam Gase is an absolute fucking buffoon. Um, so it, that, that team is where careers go to die. We saw it with Le'Veon. Le'Veon is still decently young. Like, he still has juice left in the tank. And just anyone that goes to that, that program, it just shit, man. That's why Jamal, Jamal Adams wanted the fuck out. He's like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. And so. What do you think is holding them back from firing Gase? Because, like, at this point, I think everyone, like, knows, like, he's not good, like, at all. Yeah. So why aren't they firing him, though? I think I think they fully want to tank. Like, I think they realize that their quarterbacks come down to now Flacco playing, you know, and a healthy Darnold if he's healthy. They, you know, they gave up Robbie Anderson to the Panthers in free agency this past, this past uh, offseason and stuff. Like, they don't have anyone there. Like, I can't think of one, like, truly big-name player that makes a defense on that team. And maybe I'm just blanking, but even if they have a different coach, they're not going to do anything. And that's the thing where, like, the NFL, more than any other sport, to me at least, um, like, teams that you don't get to watch play often because of just, like, where you live. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you, outside of, like, Sam Darnold and Joe Flacco, I couldn't tell you another player on the Jets. Like, uh, Giants, I mean, you got Saquon and uh, Danny Jones, and then I'm Sterling. Yeah, I know they, they have Sterling Shepard just because I watched him play at OU. Um, but besides that, I know they have Darius Slayton, you know, don't know too much about him, but like, yeah, but like it's, it's the same situation. I mean, the Jags, the only player I know I have, the Jags. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying that. You know, it's there are just a couple of those teams that haven't done anything for the future. <laughs> you know, obviously with Saquon out, that's a big, that, that's yeah. huge for them. But still, even with him back, their defense is absolute shit. <laughs> so, and I mean, the uh, Giants shot themselves in the foot beating the Redskins, and I'm mad about it not only because I bet on the Redskins, but because like you get Trevor Lawrence at, in New York, and then I mean Saquon comes back, Giants could be a team again. But no. You got to beat the Redskins. You got to cost me money. And 
That's yeah, what man, you get. I, I picked that, that, that. Actually, that same week, that's funny. I picked the Redskins, too, as part of a parlay. I was like, come on, man. Especially with, like, Kyle Allen was starting. I was like, all right, like, they actually have a chance. Nope. It was a it was a pick 'em game where the yeah. Redskins were the underdog, and the Redskins started the season like what two and oh three and oh. I was I like, come on. They were, I think they were two and one. Yeah, cause they they won they won week one. They beat the Browns. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like they're not a terrible football team. Like they're well coached. They just need a little more talent. You know, Dwayne Haskins has no one to fucking throw to. Like they have some players that are producing from a fantasy perspective, but that's it on the field. They're not making that much of a difference. Okay, so I do this thing where there are two teams in the NFL that, like, growing up, I always thought they were cool, so I always want to, like, cheer for them. And they're in the NFC, so I don't, like, I don't have to worry about it. It's the Panthers and the Falcons. Um, Falcons, like, Julio Jones is so much fun to watch. He's been one of my favorite receivers. It was, uh, it started as Megatron. I like the yeah. tall receiver that goes up and grabs the ball. Andre Johnson was sick too. Yeah. And Julio's just like the next evolution of that. Yeah. They've had a horrible year. Like we don't even have to talk about that. I also <laughs> love Matty Ice just because best nickname in the league. Um, Panthers yeah. though, <laughs> because of Steve Smith, I always thought they had cool wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And this year more than ever, they do have really good cool wide receivers. They yeah, got yeah. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Steve. and Robbie yep. Moore, or Robbie Anderson. Yes, sir. A solid core. One of the, I'd say it like this may be a hot take, but you know, I'd say a top five receiving core in the league in terms of talent. And it's so spread out. Like, I don't think that's yeah. a hot take at all. Like it's so yeah. spread out. You've got a slot guy in Samuel who's nasty. And then yeah. DJ Moore burns speed. Um, and then you got a little bit of size in Robbie Anderson. Um, what do you think the Panthers do next though? Cause obviously you, you lose your, your RB one. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and you're going to yep. like, you're going to look way worse. Do you think it's a case of like, what's the next step? Teddy Bridgewater. Or do you think they go and get like a, a good player? Like, I don't know, a Kirk cousins type, another Michigan state legend. Yeah. I mean, so again, so there's another one of those things like when I first, you know, witnessed Bridgewater playing with the Panthers and stuff this season and seeing how he did, I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is, just, this is just a placeholder for them. And they're looking to make some moves you know, for a younger quarterback or one for the future and stuff like that. But the way he's playing, he's playing like he's going to keep that job and like he wants to keep that job. So we'll see where the end of the, end of the season is. But they're, what, three and three now? Three and two, three and three. So, like, they're right there. And they're in a NFC East that is – NFC South that's, you know, very competitive. With Even though the Falcons are playing like shit, they're still going to give you a game. Whether you come back from down 28 to them or not or 25 or whatever, like – they're still going to give you a game and the Saints, you know, Drew Brees is in a rut, but he's also without his top target. And so I think that division right now, no one has any idea what it's going to look like. And I think the Panthers are in a good position. I think that Bridgewater is taking them where they need to go. He's a top 15 fantasy quarterback, you know, like if I'm, if I'm them, I stick with Teddy, I ride him out until he gives me a reason not to. And the bucks in that division too, um, are a weird team where it was like, how much different did you think that that Bucks Panthers or that Bucks Packers game was going to go? Uh, I didn't think the that you know the goat Tom was going to wax them by twenty five plus. <laughs> I mean, and especially too like I, I also you know I tweeted about it before the game too like the Packers only favored by a point so it's basically a pick them game and so you know obviously that can go either way but to me the fact that an undefeated team like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers playing his best this season. 
for them to only be favored by a point. Obviously, it's Tom Brady and the Bucks, but the Bucks are also still figuring shit out. So I expect that game to go a lot differently. Like, obviously, I'm not surprised that the Bucks won, but I'm surprised they won by that much. Like, Do you that think was that, an absolute embarrassment. Do you think that that's like a signature win? Like, now we're going to see the Bucks go on a tear and just win out on the NFC South? I think that it absolutely has the potential. You know, it, we'll, we'll see how these next few weeks go, but that absolutely could be it, and I would not be surprised if it was. You know, Tom's Tom, and everyone's like, you know, oh, system quarterback, system QB. Man, this man's thriving right now at 42 years old. And if you're a system QB, you don't play well in that system until 42. You have you have the point where you end. He's just that good. And so I, I think that they could make a run, you know, and I could very well see a Bucks seahawks NFC championship, which would be so much fun to watch. And I think the dream of the the Bucks Patriots Super Bowl is like officially dead at this point. Um, uh-huh. But I think Bucks Seahawks would be a like probably a shootout, probably a, mm-hmm. a high scoring game and a lot of fun. Um, looking ahead to this weekend, what teams do you like? Well, I've had a tough one this week. Some of these games could go either way. Um, for me, I mean, you know, tonight's game, I see the Giants maybe sneaking out a win. Um, Eagles are vulnerable, as usual. <laughs> um, so, I I don't know, and I'm I'm not sold on, you know, the Eagles also. They Alshon Jeffrey's out again tonight. Miles Sanders out, so they're top receiver and top running back out. So, they're going to throw in Boston Scott or whatever his name is, that running back for them. And then, oh, I just don't think they have the weapons. And Earth is out again, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, it's I see the Giants taking that taking a win tonight um and then other games yeah other games but you know we got a big game with Steelers Titans you know two five and oh teams um I'm I'm a firm believer in the Steelers right now they're doing their damn thing so okay I, I, so I that's, think, I'm the exact opposite I think the Titans are going to take them okay like, okay which I mean I, I could see going either way but I just Big Ben is after losing however many pounds he lost in the offseason like he's playing well and everyone's healthy for them yeah. So, Big Ben is smaller than Big Ben usually is. He's smaller yeah. than Ben. Yeah. Slim Ben. Yep. Um and I just like I think Steelers, Titans, those are two teams that like Titans are obviously undefeated at this point. Mm-hmm. And the game against the Texans was so much fun to watch just because they were it looked like halfway through the game they decided like, all right, we're gonna change the game difficulty to easy and we're gonna yeah. really put the stats on. Uh, for this late comeback yeah. um, and the Texans just not well managed. So of course they lose Steelers are the, kind of the opposite where they've got like very experienced coach. It's going to be a, like a battle of brains, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But also Absolutely. they can't really lean on Derrick Henry to just run for 200 plus. Uh, yeah. That he's, Steelers he's, way better. Um, yeah. He's not going to do that every week. There's no chance, <laughs> but yeah, I think that'll be like a really, really exciting game. Um, and again, like almost a pick them like Steelers plus 1.5, like yeah. one and a half. So they're yeah. underdogs. I don't know. And, the, and I feel like that that's only because it's in Tennessee. That's true. Which I mean, do you think in like this year, I mean, I guess there is something to be said about the home field advantage just because the other team has to travel. But I mean, and it was earlier in the season, but we saw Aaron Rodgers just dominate the Saints because right. 
crowd isn't a factor, but it is the, yeah. the travel is the biggest factor, I guess, this year is what I'd say. Yeah, I think the only way that the crowd comes into play is in the stadiums where they allow at least like 10 percent capacity where the fans there are actually able to make noise. Like I think, that, you know, the Chiefs right now, I think the capacity the capacity they're letting in is around 16 or 17 percent. Um, and so the fan, that many. So it's, I think they said it was like 17,000 fans or something last weekend. That's enough fans to make a noise. You know, that, that, that truly is, is enough, enough fans to really fuck with the offense as well as the offense of the visiting team. Because, you know, Patty, when, when he's up, you know, they're, they're on offense. He can, you know, draw them offside easily because the fans are be quiet and stuff. And when, you know, the opposing teams on offense, that, that stadium is going to get as loud as they can, especially with the artificial noise where it could easily just get in their head. You know, obviously not as many fans, but that noise is still there. And 17,000 people can make quite the noise. Much so, more than whatever the 50 decibel cap was. Or yeah. That is just nothing to joke. So coming back to Chiefs Broncos. Okay. And gambling still. Who are you taking for first touchdown? Who scored? Um, well... I think for the I think if the Chiefs first Chiefs I guess I'm gonna do a first score for each team because you know it also depends on who wins the toss and who gets the ball first and stuff like that and I mean if if you want me to narrow it down to that then I think if Broncos get the ball I think first possession the Chiefs stall them out and get the ball back and go down and potentially kick a field goal or score a touchdown um, but you know Broncos D in the red zone can be pretty stingy so we'll see but. I see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a chance at beat scoring that first touchdown, um, as well as if if he plays, no offense. Drew Locke loves to target him, and I think you know the Chiefs' defense is obviously vulnerable. They're you know they're, they're number three against the pass in the league, so pretty solid. But it's that run game that eats them up, and you know we've been without Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones was missing that game against uh, Oakland, and that you know we're missing him big time. Um, so I mean I think. I think it might be a player that people aren't necessarily expecting that might score the first touchdown. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I was going to throw a bone to, I was taking Phil just because yeah. I mean, that man eats. And then <laughs> I think Hilaire is the easy pick. I, but I would say Tyree kill only had 25 yards passing mm-hmm. and rushing last or uh, receiving and rushing last week. I think a bounce back game wouldn't be out of the, out of the question for him. I really hope he doesn't. I really hope he like <laughs> fumbles the ball 17 times. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> um, okay, man. What else you, so what else going on? What do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess I wanted to give a little shameless plug to my, uh, my Twitter, right, right quick. Um, for everyone listen, that's at C Cornell 95. That's my handle for my sports Twitter. Um, at C Cornell 95. Um, and I normally every Sunday morning, I post some parlay picks and stuff. Um, I've been a little cold recently, actually. I don't know about you, Matt, but you know, I've, I've been, I've been a little cold. I think out of the last two Sundays, the two parlays that I did for the the day games, I lost both. And then I did a a same game parlay for the game of the chiefs bills last Monday evening. i lost that one as well. So I'm on a bit of a cold streak. So I'm looking to get back into it this week and, you know, that's also one of the reasons why I like to kind of play smart and play safe and stuff, because then if I can do that and kind of get that down, 
Um, I obviously, I make my crazy bets. I think I had a 11 team parlay for college football last Saturday, you know, just for the fuck of it. Yeah. But, you know, building, making sure you, you're doing it smart and stuff, kind of get that process down so that when you're cold, like I am, now I'm going to go back, back to being safe, kind of build up some money again, kind of build my confidence and then go, go big again. You know, it's all about having that balance of being able to, you know, walk away if you're not winning big and start building up and, you know, small and kind of getting there. Cause you can do three different same game parlays with like three different things in each and, and you know, hundred bucks on a $10 bet. Like, yeah, easy. you can bet so, a little and blow that money up and yeah. yeah. Uh, Coral here's got a fun Twitter to follow, especially on Saturday and Sunday, some really, really good picks. Um, some of them that I just like, like to make fun of, but uh, it's, it's a fun time. Um, I'm going to ask you an ATI question. You've played answer the answer the internet before, right? Have nope. you heard of it? Okay. Nope. So it's, it's like a bar stool card game. They made an yeah. app, um, just kind of like dumb internet questions. So, uh, what would be the most embarrassing way to die within the confines of your average day? Oh. Um, the most, what kind of way? Shitty way? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. The embarrassing way to die? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lighting myself on fire, I'd say. What are you doing that you might light yourself on fire? Oh, say, say you're cooking and some shit happens. Or say you're near a candle and you knock it over. And, you know, as you knock it over, your head hits the ground. You knock yourself out and the candle falls on top of you, lights on fire, and you, you burn to death. I don't know, man. It, it sounds like, like a, a final destination scene. Uh, it, it sounds like... No, it sounds like that a thousand ways to die shit. Yeah, it, oh, that too. <laughs> okay. Um, what are some basic life skills that someone needs to have for you to respect them? Oh, that's a good one. Shit. For me to respect them. Um, how do they treat other people? That's a, that, that, that's a big one for me. If you if you if you treat people in a shitty way, then I just don't fuck with you. Like I, you know, yeah, that definitely do not have my respect. Got to be a nice guy that doesn't light themselves on fire to be respected by. Exactly, Coral. man. That's, hey, I feel like it's not too much to ask for. That's an easy recipe right there. I like. There should be more people like that. If you were kidnapped, this will be the last question. If you were kidnapped, what TV cast would you want to come save you? Uh, Breaking Bad. What you want? You want Walter White and Jesse Pinkman to come save you? I want Walter White's fucking brains, and I want Jesse's um, savviness. Okay. And keep talking, you know, and and they also they're not afraid to kill some bitches. So if they're coming to save me, they're coming to save me. What situation do you think it would take for them to be like, are you selling for them or like why are you their <laughs> biggest customer? Why are they trying to save you? Oh shit! Yeah, I'd say probably I'm I'm probably their uh, their best dealer, and uh, you know that they okay. they need me. I, I cover a big territory, and you know they're they're at risk of losing me. They need okay, me. exactly. You're salesman, um, yeah. selling picks on Twitter. Um, thank you again for joining. Uh, what was your Twitter one more time? Yeah. Twitter at C Cornell 95. Um, just so everyone knows that's one C. And then after that Cornell, like the university. So if you guys know what the Ivy league is Cornell university, so it's C Cornell 95. All right, everyone give him a follow, check him out. And, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, appreciate you, Matt. Yeah. Again, huge thanks to Coral. It was a lot of fun talking to him. That was probably about a third of how long our conversation was. And we ended up talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, 
LeBron, MJ, court orders. Or I'm sorry, not, not court orders. He's not getting arrested. He got asked to be on a jury, which sucks too. Might as well be arrested. And there's all sorts of stuff that I, I love talking to him about. And so he's going to be back on soon. But now, just like I asked him an ATI question at the end of his interview, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Whoever has the best answer and post it to social media, the tag for me and a screenshot to the show playing on your phone or however you consume the show, has a chance to win a $10 Amazon gift card. And I'm going to announce the winner on next week's show. So tag me, post the show on your Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, whatever it is. And best answer gets a $10 Amazon gift card. I'm actually going to ask you guys the exact same question I asked Coral to end with, which is if you were kidnapped, what TV cast would you want to come save you? And I want to hear some stuff. I think, I think Coral really held back. I think he could get more out there. I think he could get a little bit more crazy, but I also put him on the spot. So that's kind of on me, but yeah, tell me if you guys like the show, give me some feedback and uh, have a great weekend.